Hello, and you're very welcome along to the Weekly General Meeting Extra. Uh, I'm Shane Langan. As the name suggests, the Weekly General Meeting Extra is going to be a little extra bonus podcast um, to help tide you over between regular episodes now and then. Uh, this time around, we have a story from Graeme Tugwell. We first had Graeme on at one of our monthly nights back in 2012 at the Halloween special, where he told uh, a genuinely uh, chilling tale uh, that was incredibly entertaining and incredibly disturbing so we were absolutely delighted when he agreed to come back and do us a reading for the podcast um, so this is his fabulous reading of his own story when love's left out for us to find hope you enjoy it this is a great talk well hello Okay, uh, tonight I've written uh, a love story. It's called, When Love's Left Out for Us to Find. The hand of the clock on the paddock wall levels with a clunk and whir, quarter to four. A final flurry awash down the street, the evening's rain exhausts itself. The silence of the world gathering breath. The smallest noises sharpened and clear. Along storefronts, the rhythm of drops from gutters, from awnings, from the bulbs of baskets hanging, water threading itself in brown plaits by the roadside. Into this echoing cleanness of air, a hand unfurls from the pharmacy door, reaching to catch the terminal drop. When it's withdrawn and measured for wet, when thumb strokes along this dryness of palm, out of shops and houses they come, crowding the pavements. Women and men and the very young. Gathering under lanterns swung from street lamps, plastic and crepe made ragged with rain, while dangling in black and amber tongues, bunting loops from pole to pole. Corset laces, holding the slow orange belly of sky. Across the mouth of the the courthouse, a semi-trailer stretches. In sudden sudden stages, the canvas siding is wrestled back. And on those boards and lantern lit, Francis Darby and his band pluck and strum and burst their breaths to test their mics. One, two. One, two. As runoff slurs along the drains as docile people wait, from either end of the street it comes the slapping meat of rushing feet. From the parish hall of the boys and from the toll house come the girls. Two long lines in single file run to meet before the court. The beat of their souls is taken up by Francis Darby's violin with each footfall the fiddle shrieks. The boys are dressed in crisp white shirts, sleeves over the elbows rolled and black trousers torn above the ankle. The girls wear long white skirts and coal black blouses. The masks of the boys are black. The girls are white and both are shaped like butterflies. As parents watch, they hurry past the boys one side of the center line, the girls along the other. Between these speeding rows, he strides in leather rags of red and black, wearing a low crowned wide brimmed hat, his face concealed behind a mask, the long curve of a curlew beak. On either side and held in wire, red stones are the strider's eyes and they're of different shapes and size. 
In one leather wing he clasps a stick of polished wood. The bulb end taps a tattoo against his thigh. Ta-da-da-dun, ta-da-da-dun, ta-da-da-dun. Before him runs a bare-legged child, dressed in the eyes and wings of a fly, a thorax in bands of purple and green, and he skips amongst the girls and boys, clapping his hands and flapping his wings. The lines pass. Faster and faster, and the band on the trailer match their speed, shrieking violins, beating drums, an accordion like a drowning calf. And when the children can run no faster, the birdmast man holds a stick aloft and screams. Stumbling, gasping, the columns skid to a halt. Music dies and echoes, the fly child laughs, the birdman stalks between the heavy breathers, rubbing the stick along their sweating backs. He growls in unknown accents. Take your partners. The two lines approach each other, meeting in the middle of the street. Wherever the lines have stopped, Whichever boy and girl are facing, partners. Francis Darby and his band slick into a slow and rhythmic jam, moving at hip height down the street. And there, in front of the trailer, in front of the courthouse, he's a stout and lumpish lad whose heavy limbs are graceless things, sausage meat or cookie dough, darkly freckled, lightly haired. His wrists are creases. His calves melt into broad, flat feet. She's a short and angled girl, pale and slight with slender limbs like willow twigs, her fingers long and features sharp. There's not a pick of meat on her. Her joints come close to breaking skin. They feel the tarmac against their souls, cold and wet and hard and smooth and cruel and unforgiving. Standing before her, an eye upon the bird-masked man, upon the frolics of the fly-child, the stout boy whispers, Help me. The music quickens. I don't know what to do, he says, his voice a rasp of urgency. I don't know what to do. She looks at him. Sweat bright in his forehead creases, coursing slug marks down his cheeks. Help me. He says, his voice cracking. Look at the state of me. I, I, I haven't got an ounce of... I'm, I'm a lump. I'm... A, look at me. Just, just look. Words fail him. His eyes are wet in the holes of his mask. I don't think I can do this. He swallows, and it can be heard above the music, the panic rising in him. I don't think I can do this. And Francis Darby starts to sing. And when your hand encloses mine, when love's left out for us to find. It's okay, she says. Take my hand. He eyes the crowd and the bird man strutting, but he makes no movement of his own. I don't know why. I, I don't know what they want. Take my hands. And she looks at him, and there can be no argument. Slowly, his rough, dull-fingered hand envelops hers. And it's a little lost thing, a plea. Hold me, she says. He takes an awkward step. A limp arm shambles its way around the bones of her waist, barely daring to touch. She nods encouragement. Hold me tighter, 
she says. I won't break. And she smiles. There's a gap behind her canine. He wants to say, okay, and say it soft and debonair, but it comes out as a sharp, high breath, K. And there's a crimson shame in that. Holding her, her softness shocks, and it shouldn't. What else did he expect? He's hoarse, and the eyes of the curly-headed man are red and uneven. I don't, I, I don't know what to do. Well, the fella is supposed to lead, she says. But I'll show you how to begin. Breath hooked in lungs, they sweep in a circle as Francis Darby sings the biting bitch, the killing kind, the blind led onwards by the blind when love's left out for us to find. Words swallowed by a scream, a couple stumbles, clutching, hanging at an angle for a long shocked moment and falling. The boy smacking his mouth upon gravel, the girl scraping skin from her knees. The fly child buzzes about them, rubbing his face with dirty hands, and the birdmast man is upon the injured, polished stick rising and falling on neck and limb and rib with a, th with a thump, with a crunch, and he screams. Men force their way between partners, lifting the fallen and taking them off into the night. One or two couples have stopped to stare and the birdmast man turns and strikes them to keep dancing. And spitting teeth and coughing blood the stricken waltz away, staggering parabolas dragging each other round in time to violins. The birdmast man keeps his artificial eyes on them lest they stop. Oh God, the stout boy mutters. Did you see that? That could have been... No, 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 she says. You're doing it. We're flying. We're flying. He nods, chances a smile. Okay, he breathes, almost relieved. Okay. As music swells, they waltz amongst arbitrary couples, and some are moving with grace, others stumble, collide, trodding on toes, tripping on heels, clutching on the hems of ill-fitting dresses. Once or twice, their own feet slip or bluntly collide, and then his mouth falls open, his eyes hunted, waiting for the blunt stick to crash between shoulder blades for men to come and take them away. It's okay, she says, you're doing fine. And there is something undiminished in her eyes. What's your name? She asks. He opens his mouth. For a moment, he can almost remember. It began with... It began... But there's just a gap where the knowledge used to be. Turning its back to him and withdrawing. I don't remember, he mumbles. Neither do I, she says. As near them, another clumsy, mismatched pair pulled themselves down. But I remember some things. Her voice is a rushing, plucking things, rescuing precious things from a fire. My father has a shop, or used to, and, and he, sells, he sells beautiful things, little, little beautiful things, perfect things. Her eyes are gemstones in the sockets of her mask. And I know that when I wake, I, I can see the woods from my windows. I think those things are important to me.
Those things I'll never. She stops as the fly child zithers past, as the bird-masked man stalks after it, fixing couples with its uneven silicon stare. They pass. In a low voice, she asks, what do you remember? In silence, they drift past the pharmacy door. I was getting dressed, he says, now passing video rentals. Looking down at my fingers, doing up a button. I had already done two, but I couldn't remember doing them. And they weren't my clothes I was wearing. Dozens of us in the parochial hall, getting dressed or undressed, none of us knowing what we were doing or why we were there. Like you'd woken up, she says. He nods, like we'd woken up, like we'd been dreaming for years. And there was a taste, she whispers. Smoke, he murmurs. Plastic burning, she purrs. And Francis Darby sings. When lovers lick, when grinners grind, holes bleed through the meat of mind, when love's left out for us to find. Around them, couples are stumbling, falling, colliding, screaming, dragged to disappear into the dark. And he thinks she has such fire, such fierce eyes. And she thinks he has a kind voice, the softest eyes she's ever seen. Then, whipping the corset laces, making lanterns convulse in shreds, wind comes down from the orange sky, bringing rain. It plasters her blouse to her porcelain chest. It melts the shirt to, to the pulp of his back. The fly child skips from puddle to puddle, laughing. She guides her partner in a circle and he lifts a hand to touch her cheek. The shocking smoothness as she smiles. She whispers, but we'll remember nothing of this. She puts her hand over his and strokes it with a thumb. We'll wake tomorrow and we'll wonder why our feet are sore, why we've left blood on our sheets. He dares to move a hand further down the curve of her back, pulling her close. But we won't know where the cuts are from. We won't know why our muscles ache. Winds lift the hem of her dress, sprays the dancers with flecks of wet. This isn't for us, she says. We're dancing for them. They look at the hunched and silent crowd the glowering rows of parents, the little kids bored and restless. And he smiles. But we're doing it right, aren't we? We're flying. She smiles. But her eyes are sad. They sweep across the tarmac, their feet smooth and whispering and their sureness in his grip. I'll remember this, he says. I'll remember this. You shouldn't promise that, she whispers. You can't keep that promise. He takes off his mask, flings it under unshod feet. Nothing, he says, will make me forget. A ragged strip of sickly dawn, blue and green and purple, rises at the end of the road.
Francis Darby sings. The misery of the most maligned Behind what crippling fingers bind When love lets out for us to find We fail to see, we pass it by Music fades and he holds her close He's not shy now I'll find you, he says the bird-masked man holds a stick aloft and screams. I'll find you. We'll remember this. He cups her face in his broad hand. We both will. I want that, she says. I, I want that. The bird-man points with bloodied stick, red eyes lighting up with dawn. Boys and girls are lining up. I'll find you, he says. I'll find you. Hands held across the centre line for as long as they're allowed, but boys and girls are going in different, different directions. Slowly their fingers slip away, and when he turns to watch her go, the stick comes down upon his neck. Scream, the bird-masked man, tapping his stick against his thigh ta 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 tan ta 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 tan ta 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 tan the boys go one way the girls go the other slowly slowly the parents clap it was okay they think not as much fun as last year there was lightning then more panic more injuries She remembers. He forgets. And he doesn't believe a word she tells him. Not a word. Thank you. Absolutely fantastic. Thank you so much to Graeme Tugwell for that. We're still on the lookout for sponsorship partners for the podcast. So if you're uh, part of a business that would like to get involved, please do drop us a line. Theweeklygm at gmail.com is the email address. Don't forget to rate, subscribe and comment on iTunes. All of that really does help us become more visible on there, reach more people and hopefully get to keep doing it. Uh, you can also follow us on Facebook and Twitter at or slash theweeklygm depending uh, for updates on the podcast. Thanks as always to Ross McCormick for his help with the recording and mixing. Thank you for listening and downloading. We'll be back next Tuesday with episode four of the podcast proper. Talk to you next time.